Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Secret Artists podcast. I'm your host Annie McGrath and this week I'm joined by the lovely Camille Yuchan, brilliant writer, brilliant performer, brilliant friend. We talk about Zen brushwork, silk painting, writing for kids TV, all sorts of things whilst we paint her French bulldog, Belle. So hope you enjoy the episode. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter to see our paintings at Secret Art Pod and give us a nice little review if you enjoy it. Here goes. Camille Yuchan is a comedy writer and performer who recently starred in Sky One's Cinderella After Ever After alongside Celia Imrie and Sean Gibson. She also played the leading role of Nikki in the critically acclaimed, oh, I was going to say acclaimed, but I've written lauded, critically lauded Channel 4 sitcom Lee and Dean and has appeared in Absolutely Fabulous, BBC One's comedy drama Truckers, Matt Lucas's silent comedy Pompadour and Gittins for Channel 4. Camille is one third of sketch comedy trio Birthday Girls and is the final one of the group to appear on Secret Artists. Whee! So I'm delighted we can finally complete the triangle. Annie, that intro makes me sound well good. You are well good. <laughs> How are um, you? Very good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, bad start to the day, left my microphone at home. So Uh-oh. having like, got in early and got the train to the studio. And oh, what? To You're not at it. home? No, no, I'm in my, my artist studio. Of course, I've heard of it. The one yeah. where you do the painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're um, painting there, your podcast recording, it's everything. It's all going on. Yeah. Do you feel like it makes a difference having a studio to do your art in? Does it? Do you yeah. make better art in your studio than you did in your bedroom? I don't think I necessarily make better art, but I think it's good psychologically to have somewhere to go because it feels mm. like you're doing work, mm-hmm. even if no one's paying you for it. I bumped into someone on the street the other day um, who's a a writer, comedy writer, and he Mm -hmm. was, I was taking the dog for a walk and he was also on a walk and he said that every morning he, because obviously everyone's working from home, Mm. he gets up in the morning, gets ready, goes out for a walk and then when he comes back into his flat, he pretends that that's his office and he's not allowed to like you know, faff about in his bedroom or whatever. He's got to be like, right, I'm walking into work now. That's a good idea. Yeah. Does he Does... wear a different outfit, like a suit or something? Mm, yeah, not that I noticed. <laughs> I mean, comedy writer. You're, you're going to be in your, you're going to be in your comfies anyway. Yeah, it's good not having the distraction of like washing clothes and stuff and eating. Yeah, I'm wearing the same top a few days in a row. I'm changing my knickers. Sure. Bra, uh, bra on, bra off. Oh bra on because um someone told me if you don't wear your bra when you're into your 30s your boobs will just sag oh really apparently i mean yeah it makes sense i've got a friend who now even wears her bra overnight she says it makes a difference i know she's got a special comfy one for bed underwise surely not no 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 like a t-shirt bra In between a bra and a sports bra, a bed bra. I know, like a crop top, like your yes, first ever that's, bra. that's what I'm looking for, crop top. Nice. <laughs> um, so, Camille, <laughs> I know, are you a bit nervous? Oh, do I seem it? No, no, you don't seem it at all. It's just so I was going to ask if you consider yourself tips. an artist. Um, but I know in your email you said, I'm a terrible artist, but I don't think that's true. Ah, am I nervous? Yeah, I'm, am I, I guess, I guess I'm not nervous about talking to you about art because I have accepted that I'm not 
you know, au fait with art. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not like, I feel like I'd be nervous if I wanted you to believe that I knew about art and I was good art. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't want you to be, it seems now like I want you to be nervous. (laughs) I really don't. (laughs) I just, um, I'm interested in, okay, so what's your choice of muse today? What are we going to be drawing or painting? We are going to be drawing my puppy, Belle. Oh, good. I'm so pleased. And I'm pissed off that you guessed this was my muse because a few days ago when you said to me, is Belle your muse? And I was Mm. like, yeah, obviously. I thought to myself, well, now Annie's got a few days head start to know what she's going to be drawing. Your drawing yeah, is already good. going to be so much better than mine. I didn't need you to have a head start. But I haven't I haven't done anything. I haven't even looked. You better at not have been sketching pugs. I've not been sketching all weekend. She's not a pug. She's a French bulldog. She's gorgeous. I love her. Um, Thank you. I'm excited because we've painted a cat before on the podcast. Oh, yeah. No Harriet, dogs? Harriet Kemsley's um, uh, cat, R.I.P. But we oh, haven't no. yet. <laughs> not as a result of the podcast. <laughs> Um, we've not yet done a puppy, so... Ah, yay. I, I, well, to be honest, I am a little bit nervous about that because mm. I think even though, I, even though I've accepted, I know my drawing is going to be bad, I'm nervous about how bad it's going to be. Like, it's going to be like a five-year-old has done it. And that, yeah. you know... That's even, fine, it can be abstract. That is, no matter what, that is embarrassing. So is Belle going to be, obviously we're talking on Zoom, is Belle going to be there, are you drawing her from life or are we well, going to... she's lying down by my feet at the moment, but who knows how long that will that will last. So I so... can't trust her to be a reliable life model. Um, so should we work from a photo? And right now I can only see her sort of torso and legs, not her head. <laughs> her head's sort of under my chair. Her head's the best bit as well. Her head is the best bit. Bat ears, the French bulldogs. Yeah, let's work from a photo. So what, should I pick a photo and WhatsApp it to you? So, Or do we work from any photo? We could do it on share screen if you email it. Oh, great idea. Is that easier? Yeah, Email it to Stuart and then he can share screen. Oh, God, I should have picked a photo before I didn't think about this. Um, Okay. Would you rather like close... Oh, I can... So her head... <laughs> is just by the chair that I'm sat on and she's snoring and the vibration is going into the chair the 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 leg of the chair in a sexy way so I, I, my foot is vibrating from her snoring not in a sexy way Annie no um, <laughs> she's very cute she was very well behaved when we watched um England Scotland together oh that was good yeah she was she's she's really really into the euros hmm Really into Who, it. I don't know when this is going out. Presumably, she's supporting France. Of course, of course. <laughs> Back to her roots. Um, Annie, should I pick yeah. one that's got her whole body in, or just mainly face? Um, whichever you'd prefer. I'm quite into doing a sort of portrait of her. I reckon, like head on. But I'm open to whatever you think. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. The first I've one. I've sort of laid out some paints, including a neon <gasps> pink. Oh, Annie. She's got some sort of pink ears, hasn't she? Yeah, she has got pink ears. I've just got some um, colouring pencils and felt tips. Perfect. That's great. <laughs> Is it? I didn't prepare any paints. That's um, okay. Right, let me email you this then. Is Belle at full size now? Very nearly, I believe. Her brother, my sister has her brother. He's mm-hmm. called Romeo. Amazing. And he is twice her size. Wow. Yeah, because my um, stepsister has a French bulldog as well, Mungo. Oh, he, yeah, you told me. I was going to try and set him and Belle up. I would love that. Do you know but what the first... Kent. Oh, Belle loves to travel. She's great okay. on public transport. She's fine with long distance. Loves the train. She's been to Brighton. Oh, wow. The first dog I ever loved was called Mungo. Oh. My auntie had a dog called Mungo when I was a little baby and I used to get in the dog bed with it and sleep with it. Cute. <laughs> what sort weird. of dog was he? Weird to let your child do that, isn't it? Yeah. Mungo was, what was she? Oh, it was she a She was she? a crossbreed. It was a she. Oh, it was your Mungo. Mungo, you know a boy. Mungo's a he, yeah. Mm. Oh, it's such a good photo. Is this um, Belle on the train to Brighton? 
This is Belle. No, this is actually Belle on the train the other day going down to friend of the pod, Rose Johnson. I know her. Um, who's in my sketch group, Birthday Girls. We were going down to Rose's. I was working there for the day. Mm-hmm. And I took Belle on the bus, on the tube, on the overground, North London to South London. It's a real wow. trek. And so she got to experience the... Uh, the triple threat of the public transport in London. I like that you put her on a blanket because lots of dog owners just let their dogs sit on the train seats and I do find it quite gross. Yeah, I feel like if that was me, I'd be judging someone if they didn't at least try and get her to stay on a blanket. Does she always stay on the blanket? No. But, but at least I've made tried, the effort. At least. And you can't see it in this photo, Annie, but that is a personalised blanket. It does say Belle in a bone on it. Oh, it's a great blanket, sort of bright pink. It's like a towel, is it? It's uh, yeah, ta- towel-esque. Has she also got a personalised lunchbox and rucksack? Yes. Oh, my God. Someone said to me the other day, just have a baby. Yeah, it does feel like that. <laughs> right, <laughs> where are you starting on the picture? Um. Well, love you to uh, su- sort of help me, actually. Where would you suggest I start? So I've just, I'm going to try and do an outline to get the sort of silhouette of her shape, the shape of the face right. She's got okay, an outline, yeah. The ears are sort of the same length as like half the head, aren't they? Yeah, they're huge. They're huge. Um, I'm asking you because I'm, I'm, I'm treating this like a little art class, Annie. Annie has actually <laughs> taught me. Uh, how to draw before. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. When we went for Brett's birthday, I ran we a life drawing class. It was amazing. Brilliant teacher. It was quite fun. And Rose was our life model, wasn't she? She was. And I remember from that, you said to me the same thing. Camille, start with the outline. Did I? I don't know if that's yeah. good advice, but it's good to get the proportions, I think, first. Um, I feel a bit... You know that feeling before you start something? I feel paralysed by it. Right. Like, I can't quite put put the pencil to the paper and begin. I would just not worry too much about, like, you can go over different marks. You don't have to, like, once you've committed to a line, that doesn't have to be the final line. Like, I've done loads of lines already. Well, how do you rub them out? You don't have to rub them out. It's all part of the picture. Interesting. Okay. I went to a workshop. Uh, well, not recently. It's before the pandemic, so a while mm-hmm. ago now. Have you ever heard of Zen brushwork? No. What it's is it? like now oh, I'm gonna really bodge up the description of this. <laughs> it's like doing kind of like calligraphy type style mm-hmm. writing with those with huge big fat brushes. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Hang on, Zen brushwork. It's not calligraphy. It's um, it's um, Zen brushwork. It's like <laughs> meditation and art together. At the start of the workshop, we did this really long meditation, and I was starting to panic, thinking, "Oh wow, is this just what it is?" But then, actually, <laughs> once you've pushed through about ten minutes of meditation, you're like, "Okay, I'm going to stick with it." And then, actually. Stu has just brought up a website about Zen Brushwork and I think that woman Mm. on the website, Sarah, might have been the person that did my workshop. Oh, wow. So how did you hear about it? My friend, who I I used to actually care for her and um, she lives in a nursing home now Mm -hmm. and um, she used to teach art in prisons and hospitals and all over the place and Mm. she would help people her sort of mission in life was to help people find their creativity and like what they wanted to do to to be creative and how they could use creativity in their life so she'd go into like offices with loads of like corporate people and do art and like see how they could make their business better by them being more creative um so cool so yeah she got me to go to this with her she's done zen brushwork a few times as a practice mm-hmm. and yeah you have this huge big fat brush and this amazing thick black ink and you try and 
you you don't have many times to do it actually you you have like one practice and then you do it once mm-hmm. and the idea is that you don't like you were saying it doesn't matter if you make a mistake it's the process of doing it mm. the idea and I guess is with that, that you can't really make a mistake it's not like you're copying something presumably no. everyone just creates well you're copying own... the, the you're copying the letter you're meant to be oh, doing this a particular like symbol Mm. And you are copying it, but their whole thing is like whatever mark you make on the paper in that time is the right mark. It doesn't matter if it's looks right or wrong. It's just the the doing of it. Yeah. Have you got your drawing? Do you know what I have somewhere? I'll have to dig that out and show you. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to see that. Um, so did it, was that quite relaxing as a sort of art form? Yeah, it was. And I found it tricky to start with, that feeling of like, oh, I don't get to do that again. And I think it looks shit. And and then at the end, you had to go around and look at everybody's and say what you liked. And it made made you realise that it doesn't matter if I did it right that time or not. I did it. Yeah. And And even if it's, even if it's, if you think it's a bit shit, it's still, it's still something. It might not be the the thing that you thought was right, but it still can yeah. be good. Some of the people who did, I was like, that looks nothing like what she did, but it was still beautiful. And was everyone quite supportive or did anyone like really slag off your work? Nobody slagged it <laughs> off, thank the Lord. Maybe, maybe once I left the room. <laughs> I don't know about you, but like how you get into comedy mm. is from, it's from it being a hobby. And then yeah. when it becomes your job... And it becomes something that you have to, you know, try and make a living from. Mm. There's a pressure on it to be good and for you yeah. to be good at it. So it's not a hobby anymore. It's yeah. quite nice to find a hobby that you're doing it just for the joy for the love, of not creating the... something and doing it. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you feel like that about art now that you do sell your art? It's like... You yeah, different. Def- yeah, I think it, it it does become a different thing. Like I still enjoy making work, but there's definitely a different element to it when it's like a commission or you know something someone's paying you for. Immediately, there's a level of pressure that's different from just painting something because you want to or it makes you feel better or whatever. Yeah. Um, do you find that you do that less and less then, or do you still? Yeah, I guess now I'm painting more for work, which is nice, but it's also, yeah, it's less of a hobby than it used yeah. to be. What's your, like, go-to creative outlet now that well, you're yeah, your job? Well, yeah, I'm trying to discover one. I, I feel like uh, since she said that, I've been trying to find... I find it quite hard to start doing something and not feel like I want to get really good at it. Mm-hmm just to do it yeah but do you um, still do yoga I do yeah actually yeah I do do yoga I mean I, I know feel, that's I not think... necessarily like a creative thing but that's quite yeah. a good outlet and no it is I do find that but yeah I don't have one that's a creative one I did buy uh in lockdown I bought one of those embroidery kits nice have I finished it no <laughs> well, it's a woman it, it's a headless woman yeah with uh sort of flowers coming out of her head and a pair of knickers I've done the knickers. I've not <laughs> started with the knickers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. What else have I tried? So yeah, embroidery. I feel like I've not got the patience for embroidery. No, I don't think I have either. I've never been very good at anything that's sort of sewing related. Um, but I kind of feel like that about art in general. I feel like I'm not maybe not patient enough. But that's why painting, I think, is great because you it doesn't have to look like anything I feel like with embroidery yeah, and that's like true. sewing you have to I mean it shows how little I know about it that I'm calling it sewing but any sort of textiles you have to follow like a pattern or if you're making a shirt it has to fit whereas with yeah. painting you can just splodge do what you like yeah you're right actually I mean I did I think I've, I don't know if I've told you this before I think I have I did used to love art at school mm. and um I did think about taking it for GCSE, but then we had parents' evening before we picked our GCSEs and the yeah. art teacher said to me and my mum, 
that I was definitely not the next Picasso. And That's such a stupid thing to say. I know. I mean, of course I know I'm not the next Picasso. I don't think I was suggesting that I was. No. But I think just that comment made me think, okay, she doesn't think I should be taking art. So I didn't take it. And, and that's obviously I mean, stayed with you as well, like thinking. You're I think not it has, it. you know. I definitely do think that. I then thought, okay, I'm not good at this. Don't yeah. pursue this. Um, bad. And I mean, some of the shit that gets produced at GCSE art. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I feel like you did. So when you um, hosted that CBBC show a week to beat the world oh yeah Brian thinking you did some art on that yeah I did what's it called I saw it was when we were in um Malaysia Mm. and we went to oh what's it called when they oh I should remember this okay so it's on silk and they're painting on silk oh yeah I know what you mean Hmm. batik oh yeah I went to a, a, a factory where they do loads of batik and watched them do it. And then they let me do some. And, oh, wow, it was bad. <laughs> Were you oh. doing it with the kids? No, it was just me just doing you. that bit. That was a little, just a little private jaunt for me. Oh. Um, I mean, they were very polite about it, but it was <laughs> terrible. I'll send you a picture. Um. And then what did I buy there? I bought some batik home. It's in my bathroom, some fish. Oh, nice. Was it fun um, to do though? It was really fun to do. I loved it because you 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 do the outline and then you get the paint and it's sort of, it's like as if, you know, like if you um, put like watercolour paint on a bed sheet and you'd see it all spread. Mm. It, it's like that. And it all sort of spreads across the silk. That's cool. Was it? Is it's it ink really that you cool. used? Did you say? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's amazing. I loved it. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So you went to some quite cool places with that job, didn't you? I did. I went to Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Um, went to Kenya. Which was um, your favorite place? Where was the third place I went? Mongolia. I went to Mongolia. Mongolia. How nice. could I forget that? Do you know what? I think that was my favourite place because you, we couldn't, we didn't have any phone reception, mm-hmm. um, and we were staying in these. Uh, they're called geezers. They're like big sort of tent yeah type things. Yeah. Um, and there was a fire in there. We didn't have any lights. So when it got dark, you'd have to basically go to bed. Right. Um, and then when it was light, you'd wake up naturally. And we were in the middle of nowhere. Like you just, like neighbours, their neighbours from mm. from little sort of where each family settles, the next family could be so far away. And you just yeah. look around and it's just grass and wild horses. and Amazing. Yeah, and I actually, I was really nervous about going there and not being able to call anybody or, yeah, you know, not having a toilet, all that kind of thing. And then mm. once I was there, I, just I embraced it. it. Yeah, I don't think I've slept that well, ever. I guess that is how we're supposed to sleep, isn't it? Like we're yeah. supposed to go to bed when it's dark and wake up when it's light. It does make sense. <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. How long were you there for? Just a week. 
Nice. A week. And I, yeah. And, um, yeah, got to ride horses. Yes, I was terrible at it. Um, <laughs> got to do some lassoing. Yeah. All important life skills. Really important life skills. How was but working with kids? Actually, really great. I loved it. They were yeah. a really um, cool group of girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and the premise was that it was kids who are sort of excelling in their sporting field and then they would go to another country and compete against kids in that country at their sort of national sport. Amazing. So, yeah, the the girls were amazing. They threw themselves into it. Oh, I can't imagine going that far away from home when I was, you know, they were sort of like 14, 13 years old. Mm. And did you compete in the sports as well? Come on, Annie. I was merely there as a presenter. <laughs> You're a sporty gal. Uh, we uh, we were on a walk earlier. There's another little Frenchie that lives nearby called Reggie. Oh, are they friends? They they mm, they start out as if they hate each other. Then mm-hmm. a few little bits of chicken later, they're <laughs> they're doing all right. Like adults, really, isn't it? Yeah, she's a bit of a bitch to him. He wants more. Classic playground tactics. Um, you also write for kids' TV, don't you? I do. Yeah, yeah. How is Again, that? Um, Rose Johnson, she's getting a lot of airtime on this pod. Yeah, she is. Would you My say it's easier or harder than writing for adults? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think it's easier in a way because often I'm writing on shows that are animated mm. and that's quite freeing because it's like, yeah, they can somersault off a building and, you yeah. know jump in the sea and then do this and do that. It's quite cool. You can sort of do a lot. Mm -hmm. But then you have to keep remembering to put yourself, try and put yourself back in your childlike state, which is fun. But what I mean is like in terms of the language you use and, Mm. you know, you have to... Everything has to be quite sort of economical and like, you know, you don't get to be so wordy. Is there ever stuff you write that they think is like too dark or Oh yeah, definitely. We'll definitely get notes back that are like, they can't go through that crusher in that way. That's a bit too much peril. Or, right. you know, they... <laughs> um, it's different mm. to writing a late night Edinburgh show. Very different. Something that I didn't realise, you can't ever in kids' telly say the phrase, you bet. Like, oh, I bet I bet you're going to do this, or you bet you're going to do that. Oh, really? Because it's a reference to gambling. Interesting. Quite American, that. Is that just in British TV you can't do that? I believe so, yeah. Well, 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 haven't we got some exciting news for you? We are going to be at Latitude Festival from the 22nd to the 25th of July doing a live podcast recording with a very, very special guest. So look out for us there. It's going to be incredibly exciting to be back at a festival and doing this podcast live. Can you imagine? Well, you don't have to imagine. Just just come. Just come and see us. Mine started off quite well and I've I've made it worse as we've gone on, but I will. What do you mean? Well, I've just gone a bit heavy with the colour, I think. When it was a line drawing, it was quite nice and loose, and now it's just a bit, like, I've gone a bit too dark with the colour. I'm a bit, um, okay, this is going to sound really pathetic, but I was kind of pleased with, oh, my God, my daughter's is going, Belle. Oh, James is still here. He's going to get it. <laughs> Belle, it's okay. We, I constantly have to remind Belle. I mean, I'm saying that like she's a human. That... We live in a block of flats. We do not own this entire building. Is she trying to run down? Just whenever the doorbell goes, whenever you hear a neighbour, whenever there happens to be someone walking through the front door, she acts as if it's someone Aww. stepping onto her own manor and that they should not be there. 
Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, pathetic. I felt like I'd um, drawn this but, quite well. Oh, sorry. I've looked back at it and I think actually, no, I really I haven't. <laughs> um, so I've been to your flat, Camille. Yes. You, I was going to say, do you own any art? I know that you do, but do you want to? We do own some art. Um, oh, my pencil's broken. Damn it. Um, so in our living room, the room I'm in now, mm. we've got a huge painting um, by a Mallorquin artist called mm -hmm. Ben Assar. He is. Uh, he used to be married to James's. Um, Great auntie. Mm -hmm. Is that right, great auntie? Your grandma's sister? Uh, uh, yeah, sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Um, she uh, went to live in Mallorca and uh, married a, an artist. Mm -hmm. And when we got married, he sent us that painting. It's sort of, um, it's like a sort of gold and black print. It's a large man looking down on the room. It's great. Um, I've seen it. It is in very real cool. Life. It's really cool. It is very cool. Um, James's dad actually gave us some bits. His dad oh. is quite a, and I think he did art at uni, and he's he's very oh, yeah. into art. And he gave us some bits of bobs. There's a, what are they called? Right in the in the, in our bookshelf thing. It's like um, it's got a name. It's like a painting on a piece of metal. And it tells a story. They've got a special oh. name. I should probably Hang know on. that, but I don't. Hang on a minute. I'm going to Google it again. Google it, yeah. I just feel like I'm constantly Googling. Do, do you feel like whenever you try and sort of uh, talk about something vaguely intellectual, you have to Google it? <laughs> yeah. Also, I think as a generation, we probably give up way quicker than previous generations who actually had to try and remember stuff. Remember, it would be that's like, true, Hang Annie. on, I'll get the Encyclopedia Britannica. Maybe at the point of learning something as well, you think I don't, you don't need to think that. I've got to remember that because you'd be like, I'll just Google it later. Yeah, that's true. Painting. I'm I'm putting in. Oh no, it's Mexican. I think it's Mexican. Hang on, Mexican painting on metal story. That's what I'm going into Google with. I'm excited to see what comes up. Mm. I've made Belle look quite miserable in this picture. I suppose she does look quite serious. She always looks moody. She's got a resting bitch face. I think all bulldogs have that, don't they? That's the word I was looking for. Here, we've got the, a retablo. Oh, yeah. Votive paintings in Mexico go by several names in Spanish, such as ex voto, retablo, or lamina which Very refer good. to their purpose, place, or material from which they're traditionally made. Mm. So what's the tableau of? So it's um, so they're usually religious. Yeah. Um, and this one, uh, yeah, has a cross on the wall. And then there's a woman in the bed praying. Mm -hmm. A little some kids in the other bed sleep. And I think what looks like a man on the floor drunk. So it's just a little <laughs> sort of uh, family life. Fat family tableau. <laughs> Dysfunctional family tableau. Love it. And haven't you also got a wedding commission painting from the weasel one? Oh, yes. Rose got us that picture of the weasels. Yes, we are, James and I, some people think this is cute, some people think it's disgusting, <laughs> refer to ourselves as the weasels. <laughs> um, it started out that my nickname was the weasel. Yeah. Um, and why? Yeah. Why was I the weasel? I think it started actually with Brett Goldstein and May Martin when we were living together in Edinburgh, the three of us, and we Aww. we wanted to have nicknames. I was the weasel. Um, I think was Brett Mole Moley, <laughs> and May, was May. That means May was maybe ratty. Um, <laughs> That's the worst one. No one wants to be ratty. It's the worst one. But only the weasel stuck. Um, and uh, so, yeah, when we got married, Rose got us a painting of some playing weasels that's also in our living room. It's very um, good in a sort of woodland fairy tale setting, isn't it? It's very cool, isn't it? And actually, 
next to it, I don't know if you can see them, we've got some little stuffed weasels. Not not real stuffed weasels. <laughs> They're like made by, you know, an artist who makes little teddy things. Oh, nice. Some people have pigs, don't they? That's a big thing. Do they? Oh, I've seen that. Have you not seen that? No. Um, pigs in a house, little ornament pigs. I've never seen that. Yeah. It's usually in a sort of older grandma grandma type house. They'll have pigs or their thing might be ducks and they've just got loads and loads and loads of them. My mum's got some wooden ducks. There you go. She's Um, not grandma but She's not grandma No, we don't have any pigs. But 20 years' time, she'll have more of those ducks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have we got any other art? I'm just thinking. Still a big mistake on the eye. Oh, really? I think I've recovered it. Belle, come sit here. Okay. Is she awake? Yeah, she's awake now. Good girl. <laughs> um, Have you got any favourite artists? Favourite artists? I really like... Egon Sheila. Yeah, he's great, isn't he? I think that's sort of hangover from school because I remember at school being introduced to Gustav Klimt in art. Mm. Personally, I really liked. Like yeah, he, <laughs> he popped in. He said, "Camille, you're not the next Picasso." Mm. Um, Egon Schiele or Sheila? But he, never Egon Schiele. Oh yeah, I would say Sheila. I don't know how you pronounce. Yeah, it, I think actually. it is Sheila. But all of his self portraits look so much like my brother, which I always find really amusing. <laughs> What the, the his face just really looks like your brother. Yeah, um, he's, he's a proto- he he's he look he's very Klimt esque. Mm. He was a protege of Klimt. Um, and he does sort of yeah loads of self portraits and I I like the the pictures he draws of women. Um. Oh yeah, not the not the like crazy sexual ones. Yeah, There's some ones where they're like a bit suggestive, like some women in stockings, um, some women embracing. Um, yeah, they're really beautiful drawings. But yeah, I think they're gorgeous. That one I love. Mm. Seated woman. They're all quite sort of angular, aren't they? Like yeah, all the poses are quite. Yeah, but um, and I really like. Do you know Barbara Walker? No. She does um she does like she she draws huge portraits, like huge, huge, huge. So I I, I first saw her work at I went to the Turner Contemporary in Margate mm. where they had the Turner Prize. It was the year where the group of them were like, give it to all of us. Oh yeah. Um, 2019, I think that 2019, was where the they prize, all yeah. They all won it as a collective. Mm-hmm. And in the gallery, as you went in, so her exhibition wasn't, it wasn't like, it didn't win the Turner Prize, but they had it as you went in the entrance. Mm. And she draws huge portraits. And so she'd drawn them directly onto the walls of the museum. Oh, wow. And they're really massive. Um, and she usually draws, um, I think she draws, she draws all different people, but usually African or Caribbean um, yeah. heritage and the they're one that so I saw they're so detailed they're incredible yeah they are incredible they look like photographs but she's drawn them onto the wall they're amazing and the one that I went to see she'd um, it was five different women that um, five black women that live in Margate mm-hmm. and she'd drawn them onto the wall and then you could also listen to them talking about their experience of living there and some wow. of them would, you know, move there and yeah. Um, I just think she's so talented. I can't, I don't understand how someone can draw like that. Yeah, because drawing like that on paper is hard enough, but onto a wall, like I'm always onto so impressed a wall. by any yeah. sort of mural. Like how? How does she plan for it to be that huge and yeah. then still make it so detailed? There's a painting that always sticks with me that it's not like, it's not a painting that I would have up in my house because mm. it's kind of not depressing, but you know, Francisco Goya. Yeah. Um, the third, the third of May. 
I saw it years ago with my friend Jermaine, who I went to uni with. She lives in Spain. Yeah. And when she was living in Madrid, I went to visit her and saw this painting. And, you know, through life, there are things that stick with you, like a scene from a film or a line from a book Mm. that for some reason they just pop into your mind. Yeah. This painting just, I'd say every week it just pops into my mind. Every week? Yeah, honestly. That's amazing. It just pops into my mind and I don't know why. It's quite sort of harrowing. It's a really harrowing image. It's like a row of soldiers Mm. lining up, pointing their guns at a group of people, including the the man who's got his arms sort of wide as if he's saying, I surrender. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's a very moving painting. But it just, yeah, and it's not, yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like I would have that up in, in my bedroom. Yeah. Um, But I, I just often think about it. That's cool. Yeah, it's a really, not, well, it is beautiful in a way, but I can see why you wouldn't want it, like, up in your house. Yeah, it's weird that, isn't it, where you can have art that, it's weird to say it's beautiful because it shows something harrowing or yeah. sad. But then the story of that or, like, the meaning of that stays with you more than the beauty of it. Mm. It says here that it marks a clear break from convention, diverging from the traditions of Christian art and traditional depictions of war. It has no distinct precedent and is acknowledged as one of the first paintings of the modern era. There we go. Not my words. (laughs) Not my words. Words of Wikipedia. Friend of the podcast, Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, I'm now really hey. going into the um, background of this painting to sort of distract from the errors. I've got really distracted. I'm, I'm, uh, how much time have I got? <laughs> well, oh, no. maybe like 10 more minutes. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I'm going mean, to really have to get to it. No, I'm going to have to get to it. Um, guess what I just remembered? What? You're going to be impressed by this. Well, I hope you are. An artist follows me on Twitter. Oh, yeah? Ai Weiwei. What? Yeah. Talk to me about this. Um, I just followed him on Twitter. I feel like he's like Barack Obama, who sometimes will just go through Twitter, and if someone's tweeted about him or followed him, he'll be like, yeah, I'll follow you civilian rats. That's so and, like, cool. He just follows a few people, and uh, I'm one of them. Got lucky. What's going on with birthday girls? Have you guys got stuff coming up? What's the future of the sketch trio? So we are, I don't know when exactly this will be going out, but we are doing a live podcast at the Underbelly Festival. Ooh. Yeah, this will come out before then, I think. That's August, isn't it? That is August, August the 21st. Great. Five o'clock. Our guest on the pod is Susie Ruffle. Amazing. Um, so that'll be fun. So we're doing that together. And um controversially, um, mm-hmm. me and Rose are gonna do a couple of live gigs. Ooh. Um at, You've cut uh, BT from the group. We haven't we haven't <laughs> cut her out on purpose. She's unavailable. She's unavailable at the moment. Sure. Um and yeah, she understands. Me and Rose have got a we've got a need and a passion to Get on stage and perform live. Without her. <laughs> Without her. <laughs> Finally. And um, uh, how's that going to change the dynamic of the group? Well, yeah, it's a good question. Who knows? We don't know. We haven't done it yet. We've sort of going to start writing. It's going to be very loosey-goosey, mm-hmm. just, you know, trying out bits and bobs. Um, Quite fun but, yeah, to veer into double act territory. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what it's like. I it's... feel like we love performing as a trio. We really love it. Mm. But, you know, it's good to try new things. It's good to... It's just good to be back working and gigging live if you can. I really miss it. Yeah. Is the plan to hopefully do Edinburgh as a double act next year? We haven't talked about that. We've just said we've just signed up to do a couple of nights at the Stag Theatre in Vauxhall. Mm-hmm. A couple of fun nights. So we'll see how that goes. Nice. Um, have you got a How name? about you? Have you been gigging live much? Um, 
I've done a few gigs, easing myself back in gently. Yeah. Um, but it's been really nice to perform in front of actual audiences again. And I think people are quite happy to be back watching stuff. So everyone's quite supportive, I've found. Um, I agree. It's nice to be out. I went to see a play the other day, The Seven Methods of Killing Kylie Jenner at the Royal Court. Ooh, how was that? Really good. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, it's lovely to be back out. Definitely. Although, you know, I did get into the whole watching stuff online thing. Well, I think um, there is also a slight adjustment with audiences, like remembering they're back in a room. I mm -hmm. feel like we're all quite conditioned to just having watched TV for a year and like online gigs where you're, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, Annie, like I said, got the telly on 18 hours a day, so. <laughs> and the radio. <laughs> um, what are you imagine actually gonna bad for the your... environment? You've stressed me out there. Oh yeah, I imagine sort of shit using power and electricity where you don't need to. Mm, no, but but I am watching Bargain Hunt. I am watching it. Oh, if you're watching it, then it's good for the environment. <laughs> um, what do you say? What's our name going to be? We yeah, haven't sort of given ourselves a group name. We've just called the night Rose and Cam's late night jam. Nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. Do you You'll think Lucy will you? turn up and sit on the front row and be like scowling throughout? I'd love it if she did. <laughs> I'd love it. We we'll, we should call her, live call her on stage. Yeah, she'll be heckling you. Tell her what we're doing. Um, I oh think God. This I is might not... have finished this, although... Really? Well, just because the more I do, the worse it's getting. Abstract or realism? Abstract. Science museum or Tate Modern? Tate Modern. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Lee or Dean? Dean. <laughs> oh no. French bulldog or French kiss? French bulldog. <laughs> Belle or James? Oh no. <laughs> I feel like I was about to say Belle. <gasps> James, 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 James. But we all know you meant Belle. <laughs> Tortured artist or rational builder? Tortured artist. London or Reading? Oh, Redden. <laughs> Beatty or Rose? <laughs> well, I've got to say Rose because we're about to gig together and she's a really sensitive soul. <laughs> Can you separate the art from the artist? Oh, God. I feel like I want to say yes, mm. but I feel like that's not the right answer ethically. Well, there's no right answer. I mean... I really don't know about that. I've met people. I've had I've had chats with people about this, and some people that say it's absolutely ridiculous to hold someone's art to account to to, mm. to 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 not engage with their art because of what they've done outside of their work. Because mm. then you would end up not watching, listening, reading hardly anyone. Yeah, art or tech. Oh, sorry. <laughs> art or tech. Art. Reading or writing? Reading. Ooh. And finally, dicks or pussies? <laughs> pussies! <laughs> Do you remember the film The Aristocats? <laughs> yeah, I've never heard it said like that. But... <laughs> <laughs> remember the Disney film The Aristocats? <laughs> yes, I, I do. feel like, um, uh, like if you, you're five years old, the Aristocats have come out and your mum's gone, do you want to draw one of the cats from the Aristocats? And then you've gone, yeah, and you've drawn this. That's that's what I've done. How do you say aristocrat? Um, aristocrat. Do you? Aristo oh, how, hang on. Oh, is it aristocrat? I don't hang know. On, how I've do you say it? I've heard ar Aristocats, but I love it. How do you say it then? I think I say... Aristocats, like yeah, aristocrat. Yeah. How do they do it? They do it in the song, the Aristocats. That's how they say it. Hmm. God, show me yours first. <laughs> Mine, I've just sort of fucked up the, the, the mouth bit that I was trying to describe. <gasps> God, it looks quite demonic on screen. Annie, that's incredible. <laughs> Thanks. Oh my God. It's a bit neon, isn't it? 
That is why Disco Pup. you are an artist. <laughs> that is, I love it. After the exhibition, I'll buy that off you. Oh, you can have it. Please. Do you want to see mine? <laughs> you have oh, it, it's free. God. Okay, feel free to just react. Oh my God, like. I love it. It's Funny. good, Camille. Stop it. No, it is. You've, you've done the ears slightly more bunny-like than dog-like, but I quite yeah. like the... The colours are bang on. You've got the nice peachy, pinky ears and the green eyes. She looks like an aristo cat. <laughs> the little marks above the eyes, which are really cute. It's great. I've, accident- I've, accident- I've accidentally drawn a cat. <laughs> you've drawn a cat, rabbit, dog, and I love it. And I love that you've done the stars of the blanket as well, which I didn't have space for. But. Thanks, Annie. See, you're like an art teacher. Oh, I should say, I commissioned you to oh, do a yeah. painting. For my parents. parents' wedding anniversary. That was really fun. I loved doing that. Istanbul. They love it. Oh. My mum's friends now follow you on Instagram, I believe. Really? And my dad follows you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was fun, that commission. Um, it was gorgeous. Nice seascape. Seascape landscape. Yeah. Um, thank you, Camille, so much. Thank you. Do you know what? That was really fun. Yeah, it was good. And chatting means you're not thinking so much about what you're drawing, so it's quite relaxing. Yeah, and I think, yeah, you become less, like, precious about what you're doing because you can't, you can't get too stressed about it. Yeah. You're an artist. You're the next Picasso. I'm going <laughs> to say it. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you so much to Camille, and thank you so much to you guys for listening. Remember, if you want to see our paintings, that we're on Instagram and Twitter, at SecretArtPod. Camille is on social media too, aren't we all? At Camille Yuchan. And remember, if you're free, to get tickets to see Birthday Girls, Camille's sketch group, do their podcast live, Birthday Girls House Party, at Underbelly Festival on the 21st of August, with special guest Susie Ruffle. That's going to be great, so I urge you all to buy tickets now. Have a good week and enjoy yourselves, express yourselves, keep your head up, keep drawing. Goodbye. Secret Artists is a Turtle Canyon comedy production for Acast. Music by Alistair Clayton, quickfire round music by Steve Dunn. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.